0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the program. My special guest tonight is Susanna Kathleen Douglas. She hails from the beautiful Twin Islands of Trinidad and Tobago. Her new book of poems is titled Times and Seasons. She writes from a Christian spiritual perspective, biblically based, and I'd like to introduce Susanna to you now. Good evening, Susanna.
1: Good evening, Micah. Good evening to to the beautiful people of Trinidad and Tobago, and to the beautiful people of the United States of America, and all those under the sound of my voice, good evening.
0: Fantastic. I am so glad that you're with me tonight. Let's begin our journey together. All right? Yes. All right. Susanna, what is poetry to you?
1: Michael, for me, poetry is another way that I can express myself, my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, my perspective. For me, poetry is a way that I can uplift others. Poetry is a way that I can uplift myself as well through finding myself of of what life is about, what the Word of God says. Poetry for me is a beautiful thought that I can express in more ways than one.
0: All right, very nice, very nice. As you think about the poetry that you write, what are some of the themes? Tell me about your writing. What do you you like to write about?
1: My poems are mostly about hope, because at times, life feels hopeless. My poems are about resilience. Resilience is having the ability to bounce back after situations. My poem is about legacy, because I want to leave a beautiful memory for my children and for the generations to come, should God tarry. So as far as I am concerned, these are just some of the things that poetry is about. Poetry also is important to, share, to hear and to share a different perspective to other people.
0: Beautifully stated. I like that so much. Your book, Times and Seasons, tell me about the inspiration
1: for it. Oh, um, In Ecclesiastes chapter chapter 3, the word of God says that to everything, there is a time and a season. And personally for me, that scripture has become alive in my heart because of the experiences that I have shared. I understand that everything, no matter how difficult it is, it will pass. No matter how hard it is, it will pass. No matter how beautifully flower, it will die. No matter how beautifully sunset, it still will set. No matter how beautifully sunrise, it will. The, the sun will set at some point. So, for me, that is what my my that is what the name of my book is about: times and seasons. Because to everything, there is a time, and there is a season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Please share a poem. Okay, so this poem that I'm going to share is called Divine Exchange. The poem is about my prayer time with my Lord and my Savior, which is something that I have learned to treasure and appreciate more so in the pandemic times. So I'll share this poem now, Divine Exchange. When I am on my knees, leave me there to talk to the one who loves me the most, to lay all my cares. It is there that I find peace and joy, fulfillment and hope. I confess my deepest fears as he beckons me to come out of the boat. When you see me crying, don't be alarmed. I pour it out all unto him like Anne, like Hannah. Midnight is a special time. It is right there I weep like Mary for my children and the generations to come, praying like Job did that God delivers them from every temptation. I pray for my leader that they lead with wisdom. I pray that I walk humbly before him. I pray like David because I know that I have sinned. If you look closer, you might see the bottle collecting all the tears that fall from my eyes. Don't just see the agony. when I am on my knees. Know that I am surrendering to the highest power, the one who created me. It's a sweet hour of surrender. In these times of sweet surrender, chains are broken, burdens made lighter. My mind is transformed touch touching him When I am on my knees, there's a downloading of wisdom, all parts of the divine exchange. The oil of joy for mourning as I give him my heaviness. Beauty for ashes, that's a whole other story. All this and more when I am on my knees. Would you go on your knees? The end. Wow, Susanna, what is, the, what is the
0: purpose of that particular piece of poetry? What's the purpose of it?
1: The purpose of this poem is to let people understand that there is a power in prayer. There is a divine exchange when we kneel before the almighty God. It's not just a waste of time, but it's a time where we give him all our heaviness and he gives us his light. He gives us joy. There is no losing in God. When we kneel before him, we can stand before anyone. So as we pray, he gives us the courage to stand. He gives us strength. He gives us wisdom for me. He gives me ideas. He gives me everything that I need in this divine exchange. This divine Mm. exchange, there is no wasting of time. It's sweet fulfillment.
0: All right. (laughs) Now, when you write poetry or poems, how does a poem begin for you? With an idea, a thought, or an
1: image? Um, For me, sometimes a thought comes in my head. Sometimes it's a phrase, sometimes it's a word. And because I have learned that the enemy sometimes steals this word, I always try to write it down. So I always have pen and paper on my phone close. So I begin by writing down that thought, that word, that phrase. And sometimes as I begin to write, it's like a, a voice in my head. The sweet Holy Spirit. Telling me exactly what to say, what to write. I believe that my poetry is for healing and to bring hope. So mm. this is what happens for me. This is this is what transpires when I get inspired, and I begin right. to write. And yes,
0: very nice. I like that so much. Let's go back in time. All right. Mm-hmm. What was an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power.
1: Um, I would like to say that um, for me, when I read the Bible, I believe that the Book of Solomon and the Book of Psalms are poems. When I first read that the Lord is my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I realized the efficacy of the word of God that that is so powerful, that is so beautiful. And um, so that is when I realized that poetry is important. Also, um, growing up, you know, I always heard about Maya Angelou, I read about her, and um, Mm -hmm. I knew about her poems, so that is when I realized that poetry was important. I hope I answered your question.
0: Yes, you did, because my next question was going to be, who are some of your writing influences? And you Mm mentioned Maya Angelou. Anyone else? Anyone else? Or what about her work stood out to you?
1: Oh, well, Maya for me is, I mean, as a woman, Maya's poetry is powerful. When I listen to her story, I am so inspired because I don't know if everyone knows her story, but um, Maya went through a lot of abuse and... She, I remember um, she was sexually abused. And because she spoke, the person that she um, spoke about who sexually assaulted her, he was beaten to death. And because of that, Maya chose a oath of silence because she felt that her voice was so powerful that it got someone murdered. So, Maya Angelou is one of my inspirations in poetry. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, King David from the Bible, King Solomon Mm -hmm. from the Bible, uh, my great inspirations in poetry. Writers, I love Tony Gaskins. His book, A Woman's Influence, has changed my life. I listen to his podcast. I listen to him on YouTube. And I think that he is an excellent example of how a man of God should live, how a man of God should treat his family. So I really admire Thomas Laskins. I am Christian authors. I like T.D. Jakes and Joel Osteen and, and all that. So these are some of the positive influences that I like writers. Very nice. Please
0: share another poem.
1: Okay, so this poem I'm going to share is It Is Well. It Is Well is a poem that I wrote just recently because um, I went through a very difficult season because I heard that my my friend's son was murdered and I couldn't understand why. Why would God allow it to happen? So this poem was born out of that. He was 33 years. His name is Zephaniah Haripal. It is well. No matter what the trajectory of my life brings, in a world of uncertainty, devastation happening daily, quakes, floods, tsunamis, wars and ruins of wars, I know it is well. Even when things happen that are unexpected, when life takes me on a road not anticipated, I still believe and I know it is well. I say this because I understand that only what God allows can happen to me. Though the hedge around me is removed, and pain inflicts my body. Taken aback at times, I question, God, why did you create me? Deep in my heart, I know it is still well. Sometimes I am left speechless because I experience my greatest fear. Then God asks me, were you there when I created the sun and the rain there? Whatever my lot, my soul says, it is well. Things that could have been to my demise, because life surely does take us by surprise. I know that I know, regardless of the suffering, it is well. Your word is engraved, etched upon my heart, Forever settled, I will never depart. Even when I am alone and speechless, my soul says it is well. It is well when the bills just don't add up with the income I have. It is well when friends turn their back without asking and I am taken by surprise. Betrayed, rejected, abandoned, Persecuted, silenced by the noise of the majority, slayed because I choose to stand in my integrity, my soul still sings, it is well. When the doctor's report doesn't align with what your word says, and sickness wins the battle for my body through cancer, heart disease, or a double mastectomy, I shout on the rooftop of my face, it is well. When my body is broken and left to decay, in the valley you promised, you are Shama, you are always with me. Let my spirit man echo, it is well. The end.
0: Wow. Perfect. You know, what I love about Christian spiritual poetry is that these particular poems offer us words of comfort and wisdom in times of need, encouragement when we are afraid and hope for a better tomorrow. In that piece, it brings up another question that I usually ask later in the program, but I want to talk about it now. So much is happening in the world so much good, bad, and indifferent. What do you view as being the role of a poet in modern-day society? Where's the role? What do we do?
1: As a poet, I think that my role is to bring hope, to bring inspiration, to remind people that no matter what, God sees and God hears and God knows. Sometimes I mean, I, I know people who have experienced injustice, even in the judicial system, and they feel that is the end. But because of God, so I encourage people to believe in a higher power, that God, he eventually would come and judge this earth. So as a poet, mm. I think that my voice is important. Um, I think too that poetry can build a bridge and create awareness and understanding in, um, in in places where we see a lot of injustice happening. As a poet, we can speak and we can voice our opinions, we can voice the opinions of others, and we can use our voice for positive change.
0: Mm, very nice, so, I like that. I like that, you know, I, what, I'm just excited that you're here. I mean, you are given me a life. you're filling me up. You're filling up my you. cup. Yeah, to uh, to continue this journey, I really appreciate it. And when I listen to you, there is such conviction in your voice. Conviction when you share. What is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice?
1: Oh my there God, there is a relationship. <laughs> um, well, because I just started writing poetry and. In- 2001 and maybe, I mean in 2021, and maybe a few years before I would write poetry, now and then, there was no poetic voice for me. But Mm. recently, I was exposed and I met a beautiful lady by the name of Kim B. Miller. She is a poet laureate. And I heard her on, a, on a, um, a meeting that my daughter has. And I was so impressed with the way she expressed herself. Of course, I messaged her and I asked her, how do I find my poetic voice? And she told me to keep practicing and it will take time and keep reading aloud, which is something I never did. I never read my poems before aloud. I always wrote it and I left it. So because of this podcast, I started reading my poems aloud. And just as she said, my poetic voice came. I know (laughs) that with with time, it will get better, and I would improve, and all will be well. (laughs) Kim B. Miller
0: is one of my favorite people. She's been a guest on this show. Excellent.
1: I, I, really, I really like her. I like her vibe. I like her energy. She is so transparent and when I yes, message her, when I message her and I ask her, she was so humble and she took the time to answer me and I just want to acknowledge her and tell her thank you so much for just, for just being so helpful with me. She really, really was.
0: That's very nice. You know, it's such a small world. You never yes. know who knows someone else. You never yes. know. Well, let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm here with Susanna Kathleen Douglas. Susanna, <laughs> you hail from Trinidad and Tobago. How does your birthplace influence your writing as a poet?
1: Um, my um, poetry has influenced my writing because of the beautiful environment that we have here it's conducive to writing um sometimes too um when i look at my society what is taking place in my country i um and i listen to the voices of the people sometimes i feel so much despair you know Mm. because at the end what 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 we real what i realize is that the bible is true the word of god is true And that these are the beginning beginning of sorrow. So I um, always try to encourage people to hope in God, even in my country, even when I meet people, to listen and to share my experience with them and to let them know that it does get better.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. I need to visit your country. I really do. I've heard so much about it over the years, and I think I'm going to be, and hopefully we get an opportunity to meet. I'd love that. That
1: that would be excellent, Michael. Yes. Please
0: share another poem.
1: This poem that I'm going to share is called Beautiful Glow. This poem is just a whisper of affirmation from God to my ears. Um, Sometimes um, you feel that you're ugly. So this poem was written, I wrote this poem based on what I heard God told me. Beautiful girl, beautiful girl, I see you burning the midnight oil working assiduously to become, I see you. Don't you know that I loved you before you were born? I created you in my image. All your hair on your head, I numbered, beautiful girl. You are a pearl of great price, most precious, most valuable, apple of my eyes. Loving you brings me great delight, beautiful girl. No need to try to fit in where you don't belong. No need to want to blend in with the crowd. You are special, uniquely gifted, talented, a shining star. Before the earth was formed, you were predestined, created, for purpose. I see your heart. I feel your tears. Call me father. I am right here. Beautiful girl, I see you. You are precious to me. The end.
0: (laughs) As you think about crafting a poem, let's imagine for a moment that a poem is like a cake. All right, and it has ingredients. What are some of the ingredients that go into creating a
1: poem? Um, for me, I would like to definitely bring. I would like um people to be able to identify with the poem. The poem must be relatable mm-hmm. to some experience, to something that we that you experience. My poetry also can. Can bring awareness um, I try to bring hope as well to my po- um, in my poems and um, just to bring meaning to life through my poems.
0: Hmm. very nice. you know all poets have words that they use over and over again. What are three of your most favorite words to use in your poetry?
1: Three of my most favorite words to use in my yes. poetry would yes. definitely have to be hope, definitely have to be love, would definitely be God. Because right. my, life, right. my, life, my life is centered around him. He is my hope and he is love. So, definitely about hope and love and God.
0: Well, Susanna, you know, this show is also a call-in show where people call in and they ask questions of the poet. So, we have a okay. caller that I'd like to bring on the line right now, if that's okay.
1: Yes, it's okay.
0: All right. An even call it. The area code is 571. The first three numbers are 406. You're on the air with Susanna. Hi,
1: Michael and Susanna. Uh, hello. It's such a great joy of mine to hear you both of your voices. Hi. Thank you. I know you're trying to figure out who I am.
0: Yes, <laughs> she is. My she name is Kimby Miller. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm too
2: I'm too I'm
1: kind of. okay, hi, Kim, oh my gosh <laughs> oh.
0: It is my okay. <laughs> honor to hear you We don't need an ambulance, do we? <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't fine, pass out, Susanna. Don't pass no, out. I'm breathing. I'm breathing.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm so happy that I can bring the two of you together so that you at least say hello to each other.
1: Yes, this is Apple. wonderful. Go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Hello. Hi. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 this makes me so happy,
0: Kim.
2: <laughs>
0: you've yes. heard us talk about you briefly tonight, uh, in terms yeah. of what you did, in terms of assisting Susanna in terms of her original journey. Any questions for her now?
1: is it starting to become more natural the more you say your poetry are you starting to feel it more most definitely oh yes I should have been practicing from day one that's what I realized well I'm going to say this because people are notorious for beating themselves up but not giving themselves enough praise you didn't know what Mm -hmm. you didn't know but as soon as you knew you did better definitely yes Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. Wow. Anything else you'd like to share with Susanna before you go? <laughs>
1: no, so I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And, and I love hearing her feel her way through her poetry. It'll become more and more natural as time goes on. She's already doing a beautiful job.
0: Yes, stay she in is. Your
1: path. And if you feel the need to change, alter. Don't think, well, I've always done such and such this way. I have to stay that way. Just follow the spirit. Be willing to be led. And try different things. There's nothing wrong with doing something differently just because you haven't done it before. Thank you so much, Kim. I so appreciate your words of wisdom. You are an inspiration. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank yes, you are, Kim. Thank, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it, my friend. You're incredible. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, isn't that a nice special guest? <laughs> I was surprised. Yes,
1: oh, yes. it was beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I couldn't ask for a better first phone call. I would remember this for the rest of my life.
0: Oh, yes. wow. That's nice. That's nice to hear. That's nice to hear. All right. Yes. Please share another poll.
1: Kate Um. One second, right? Bear with me. The name of this poem is Tomorrow. Sometimes, Michael, we focus so much on today, and sometimes today is hard. Sometimes today hurts. So all we can do is look forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow, you will heal. Tomorrow, you will smile at the scars that have now turned into rainbows. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, you will behold yourself and see a stronger, more resilient woman. And as you behold this masterpiece, that is you. Tomorrow, tomorrow you will help others find their way. You will show them your scars and help those who have gone astray. You will hold their hands with understanding and compassion. Tomorrow. Until then, use these experiences like bricks and build steps for you to climb. Use them as wind to help you fly high, oh, so high. May the fire inside you burn and never die tomorrow. Let this fire burn out the bitterness, hatred, and strife. Let this fire also purify you like gold when it is tried. Fanning the flames of gentleness inside. Keep your flame alive for tomorrow. What didn't kill you will surely make you stronger. What they tried to bury will soon become a forest tomorrow. The end.
0: Wow. Tomorrow. Yes. Your book, Times and Seasons,
1: how long did it take to write Times and seasons about um from from its inception to now it's about five years because oh, wow. um I have been running away from writing for so long Michael it's something that mm-hmm. I know that God has placed inside of me, and I was just running away from it because i didn't want to be so transparent to people i didn't Feel that my story was relevant. I didn't want to show people my nakedness, so I ran away from writing. So when I started to write again, which was in 2021, I did a writing class, writing to heal. And because of that class, that's with Miss Karen Ascarali. Hi, Miss. Um, that class helped me so much to unpack. So many things that I was carrying, so much luggage, so much pain. And after that, I started to write my poetry. So I would say about five years. I you have... Know, a, okay, go ahead.
0: No, please continue. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah,
1: there there are a lot of poems that I have written. And mm-hmm. um, I just have them here. And um, sometimes I want to share them, but I don't. And um, when I shared my point with you, that was like God saying, that was miraculous. That was divine intervention. So um, about five years, I started writing, five to seven years, yes, yes.
0: Wow. I have so many questions, so many directions that I could go in. But I would like to know the following. Some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out there, there's not much you can do to correct or improve it. While others edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on it? Did you do a lot of editing in the process of writing
1: your book? Well, most definitely there are some poems that I never touch after it's finished. I know it is it is perfect as it is. And then there are other poems that I go through, and when I read aloud and I find it's repetitious at times, um, and all that, I sometimes do edit. Sometimes um, I ask for another perspective. I ask my daughter, what do you think about this? Because um, the younger heads, they think differently. So she gives me a different perspective as well. So most definitely, it's it. I do leave some as it is, and then there are others that I definitely change. Do you think that you were meant to be a poet? Years ago, I would tell you no. Okay. But today, my answer is yes. I believe that it is one of the callings that God has placed inside of me. And um, like many other people, when the pandemic started, something happened inside of me with writing. And I knew that this was the time that this writing would be booted. So definitely I believe that God has raised me and called me to definitely be a poet to write and to share.
0: All right, fantastic. What surprises you most about being
1: a poet? Oh, my gosh. When I started writing, the load that came off of me as I started to express myself, poetry has also helped me to become more articulate because I am... I don't know if anybody noticed, but sometimes I stutter. And um, poetry has helped me to build my confidence again to speak aloud. Because um, sometimes I would want to say something, but because I stutter, I would choose to remain silent. So poetry Mm -hmm. is another way for me to express myself and say what I want to say. It mightn't be vocal, but it could definitely be written.
0: Susanna, you have a beautiful voice. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful voice. And it's perfect for poetry. To be able to share yourself in the way that you share is so soothing, so palatable to the system. I enjoy hearing you share your work.
1: Thank you, Michael. I am so honored. I feel so privileged to hear you say this, you know, um, because, as I said before, I used to feel so silenced, so suffocated, you know, Mm -hmm. and to know that my poetry can be a blessing to one life, as my writing to heal teacher always told us, if you can just touch one life, you have inspired somebody, so just to hear you say this means a lot to me. I truly appreciate well, I, it.
0: Well, I'm going to say I tell the truth, and I try okay. my best to. And, uh, again, I'm just so encouraged. You're uplifting me just by sharing your work, just by sharing your work. It's just been a, an incredible evening. I I think you're top notch. I really do. <laughs> thank, I really do.
1: Thank, thank you. <laughs>
0: All right, all right. Please share another piece (laughs) before I start crying. Please share another piece.
1: Okay, Michael, I think you would start crying now (laughs) because this is the poem that I sent you. This Mm. is the poem. This is the poem that this poem was born in the midst of pain. Um, you know, um, life sometimes, and I was my friend, and Marie Elliott. I hope you are listening. Um, she was going to have surgery, and I was so worried about her because she lives in Virginia, and I live in Trinidad. So yes. she, t- she told me the time and stuff of the surgery, and I woke up, you know, and I started to pray for her. And sometimes we feel as if we have to beg God, but that's so not true. And we feel as if God has forgotten us, And that is also not true. So in the midst of my praying, like, Lord, remember Anne-Marie, remember Anne-Marie, it's like, Lord, say, I -hmm. remember her. And this is when this poem was born, Lord, remember me. My father, my father, is all I can say. My Lord, my God, please, Have your way. As my heart cries out to you in the midnight hour, Lord, remember me. Like Adam and Eve, when I hide myself with fig leaves, Lord, remember me. When I run from your presence because of my iniquity and my disobedience, Lord, remember me. When I am thrown in the pit by my enemies and hated because of my dreams, Lord, remember me. Hated because of my coat of many colors, just like you remember Joseph way down in Egypt. Lord, remember me. Remember me, Lord, when like Peter, I deny knowing you. And I also deny my acquaintance with you. When I strike with the sword and use my tongue to cut and not to heal, Lord, remember me. Lord, just like you remembered Peter, remember me. When I deny your power and work in my life, choosing to submit to misery and strife, Entangled by the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of men, Lord, just like you remembered Mary and Martha, Lord, remember me. When I am thrown in the lion's den like Daniel because of my sand, just like you remember to shut the mouth of the lion, so to shut the mouth of my enemy. Lord, remember me. When I am lost and confused, sailing in the ark of disobedience with no land in sight, my Lord and my God, even as you remembered Noah and Jonah, O Lord, remember me. Remember me when I lie down like Samson in the lap of the devil. Lord, remember me. Remember me, Lord, when like David my eyes wander and I covet what isn't mine. Merciful Father, remember me. When I lie and when I cheat, when I hate and when I steal, as you remember the thief and he was escorted to paradise, Lord, remember me. Remember that I am flesh dust and grass. I am not fully transformed and daily renewed because at times I lean on my own understanding. Lord, remember me. The end.
0: Wow. So powerful. You know, writers and poets write for a myriad of reasons. Some write primarily to speak a message to their audience. Others write because to stay silent is not an option. And you may have already answered this, but I want to hear it again. Why do you write?
1: Why I write? I write because, firstly, it is what God has called me to do. So it is yes my sign of obedience unto him. I write because I want to leave a legacy for my children. I write because I want to be a voice of positive change in the world and in my nation, in my country. I write because writing helps me to articulate my feelings and my emotions. Mm -hmm. um, For me, writing is my form of therapy. So sometimes when I write, I just burn everything and I feel as if that problem is gone i so i am um, i write so yes
0: you know writing is extremely therapeutic and in the united states may is national mental health awareness month and on this particular program in the past i've had an opportunity to talk with many people about the importance of writing poetry to heal in terms of a therapeutic in, in a therapeutic way, but also more of a personal healing way. So I do understand. Let's take a deep. Uh, I'm a deep breath. I'm so wow. Let's <laughs> take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, Michael. <laughs> Back again. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm here with the one and only Susanna Kathleen Douglas. I made the statement about as t- a Fordian slip of taking a deep breath. I needed the deep breath. This has been an amazing program, and I'm so 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 happy. You just will not know. You just will not know how how, I've, how filled up I am in terms of your being with me tonight. Well, let me ask you this question, Susanna. Yes, you've written a book now. Has a poem you've written ever humbled or frightened you to the point where you said no i I can't write this i can't I can't go there
1: Most definitely um tell me more um Michael, as everyone has a past mm-hmm. and um sometimes some of the experience that we have. We don't, want, we don't necessarily want to share it. We want to keep it between you and God. You know, um, I am not perfect. Nobody else is. And there are things that, um, that I have done. And um, I really don't necessarily want to put pen to paper to share that. Mm-hmm. But again, because of my relationship with God... There is no sin that God cannot forgive. His mercy is new every morning. So because of that, I have learned to not feel ashamed to share my story. My life has now become an open book. Seen and read of men. Of course, there are some things I would never put in a book. But you talk to certain people. And eventually, you will be able to write that book because I have no secrets. secrets keep us in bondage, and mm-hmm. I want to be free. I am free because I have shared my deepest hurt, my deepest pain with the people that I love and who love me, so they know a lot of my a lot of my stories that I may never share i don 't know, but perhaps in mm-hmm. the right time. God may ask me to share that story, and I would definitely be open to do his will because I belong to him.
0: You know, your work is full of emotion. Do you think someone could be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions or they don't share strong emotions?
1: Um, yes. Because Tell I, me more sometimes um, each people express themselves differently Mm -hmm. and um, not everybody could um, express themselves like me or like Kim, but again, because of the uniqueness of how God has created us, that story might still touch somebody else. So, you never know who your writing will touch. You never know who your writing will affect. So, I would say that once you feel that you are led to write, write on. There is somebody, there is some person whom God will allow to hear your story and it will definitely help them. So share your story, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you come from, share your story.
0: Mm. (laughs) You sound like an old pro, like you've been at this for a hundred years. Wow. So nice <laughs> you, you really do I'm ready to take one of your classes Because right. ah. <laughs> I can see you teaching in the future I really can oh,
2: Teaching poetry
0: All uh-huh. right. You know they say That to see the world with complete honesty One should look to comedians Artists and poets What do you think emerges naturally From you What comes from Susanna That you're revealing to the world What comes from you from your work, rather
1: I would like to believe yes, I'm sorry I think I was muted there i yes. um I would like to believe that my poetry inspires people to write
2: mm-hmm.
1: to share their story to realize that um. No experience is wasted, so i um I think that in being a poet, you get to you get to share from experience, and people could identify with you, they mm-hmm. can now identify with you and say, you know, I went through the same thing, like um my divorce was something that I never wanted to talk about because I never thought that it would happen to me. And the Mm -hmm. more I share my story on my divorce, is the more people who I meet who definitely... So, you know, that happened to me. That happened to me. So there is no stigma in your story.
0: Yes. Mm. Well, we have time for one more poem. Please favor us again.
1: So... This poem is entitled Hush Until You Are Healed. Um, you know, um, Michael, what I've realized is that a lot of people don't like to see you in your brokenness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't really want to hear bad parts. They just want to hear, see you in your winning season. But it's the people that stayed with you in your brokenness, they are your true friends. They are your people. And um, this poem, Hush Until You Are Healed, is just part of my story. Hush until you are healed, they like to see, as the tempest of life bellows continue to roll you away to a place of brokenness, guilt, and self-doubt. Nobody seems to want to hear it from the horse's mouth. To a land far, far away, you will continue to go with suitcases of hurt, rejection, and pity, and feeling oh so very low. From a world that seems oh too busy, Busy to hear how you truly feel. They only want you to re-emerge only after you are healed. With an open, I show you my heart. Will you take care of me? I need a brand new start. Come unto me. I heard this voice say, I've come to talk to you. Can I show you the way they come back when the memories are only but a few? I rolled up and was swept away again by the tides and the strong winds that caused me to go even more free. But there another wind that was blowing and bringing me back came beckoning unto me, telling me it wants to help me. Unpack as I remember the world's words, Hush, until you are healed. But there was a voice in the wind saying, Calling me, my beautiful child, come unto me. This wind spoke to me, and I told this wind what was in my heart. Just like the sea, this wind said, my love for you will never depart. Just like the bus picks you up at your stop, there is just you and me as I pick you up. As I calm your seas, know that you always have a friend in me. As your volcano erupts, I will help you to clean it all up. Just wait and see. Beauty for ashes will be your testimony. I will catch you so you will never fall again. I will transform you as I break down every wall. As we sit together all day, I say come. Lay everything down and I will give you a crown, a home, a ring. Let's walk and let's talk. Place everything on my lap. I forgive every wrong decision you have made. My child, you would live. Come unto me. Here is your new name. Let's have sweet fellowship while I wash your feet and I detangle your hair. Even as you pray, there's food for you as well. Come feast at my table, my child. Let's eat. I am more than able. My hands are outstretched to you this day. It's no longer hush until you are healed. The end.
0: You know, I think that's a perfect way to end the program, but I need to ask you, though, Mm -hmm. tell me about the cover of the book.
1: What inspired it? Well, um, the cover of my book is us, because life takes us in so many different directions, Michael. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: if we look closely, we would see that. Then we would see the rainbow, which is a sign of hope. Yes. Yes. This is a sign of hope Mm -hmm. that God gave to his people, that he would no longer flood the earth. So that is why the rainbow is there. And you would see the greenery, which speaks of life, because sometimes... We feel that there is no hope, there is no life so yes. this is where the inspiration comes from my um my daughter, who is such a beautiful child when I told her <laughs> what it is I wanted on my cover, she is the one that helped me to design my um my cover for my book and um my book is not published as yet um okay. what I would like is to combine my daughter's art with my poetry Mm -hmm. so with her doing the illustrations for some of my poems so this is where the inspiration came from with the cover of my book times and fantastic
0: well give my best to your daughter give my best to your daughter she did a great job
1: (laughs) thank you all right
0: Uh, we're at the end of the program now but i do want to ask you or for you to tell us how can listeners stay in touch with you? How can people stay in touch with you?
1: Oh, it would be such a pleasure to connect with you. For you to connect with me via social media, Susanna Kathleen Douglas. I am on Facebook, I am on Messenger, sometimes I am on Instagram, but my Instagram account is really for my hair. And you can call me at one eight six eight 336-2805. Um, you can contact me. Um, the world is a small place. So where there is a will, there is a way. And I look forward to yes. hearing from you. Um, anyone who wants to talk with me, who wants to share, I am open. So, yes.
0: All right. What's next for you, Susanna? Where do you go from here?
1: Well, Michael, um, There are so many things that I want to do now because of the freedom that I have found. And Mm. all of a sudden, my life is filled with so many possibilities, so much hope, so much dreams. I want to write all the books that God has placed inside of me. I want to publish all my books. Um, Writing is just a fraction of my life. There are other things that I know that God has called me to, but at the end of my life's journey, I want to die empty. So whatever God desires, I want to do. Whoever he wants me to reach, I want to reach. Whoever he wants me to speak to, I want to speak with them. So it's just about walking in the purpose and the will of God for my life and allowing his will to be manifested just to be open to his and to trust his timing and to trust that he is orchestrating every season of my life. I just want to be in synchronized movement with God at this time.
0: Suzanne, I don't know what to say other than thank you so much for spending time with me. I am so glad that our paths crossed. I'm really I'm at a loss for words, and that's rare for me. But I want to thank you. You're an incredible poet. You're an incredible person, and you have a story to tell. I want you to continue telling your story with your
1: head held high
0: because you deserve it, all
1: right? Yes, Michael, thank you so much for the opportunity. It is an honor just to be here, and I thank you. May God bless you, and may God bless Quint Essential listening poetry online radio <laughs> that is so nice thank you i want to thank kim b
0: miller for calling in as well yes, definitely. this has been an, an extraordinary evening and as i share with you my listening audience every week let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land and i'll see you <laughs> in a few days take care everybody good night Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at QLPOR.com.